Hi, and welcome to Unashamed Smut Lovers Podcast, where we just want to talk about smut. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Courtney. And today we are doing a read-along on To Catch a Firefly by Emmy Sanders. I am so excited for this book. I, I found it before I, it came out. I have a bone to pick with you, which is I realized okay. right before we started recording. <laughs> because okay. I have heavily recommended Emmy Sanders to you in the past. Have you? I have. Oh my god. I none of these titles look great at all. Yeah, because you didn't read them. <laughs> Even though apparently not. Even though I, I have heavily recommended them to you, I'm pretty sure I have recommended this author um on the podcast before. Oh, um, <laughs> I love this author. I'm very excited. Once I realized who wrote this book, because you're the one that found the book and whatever, I wasn't really, I haven't been, life, guys, my brain is fucked. So um, I, once I realized who wrote this book, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I, <laughs> this bitch. Hey. I found this book on accident, too. I was just scrolling Kindle, like, looking for books for me specifically in that moment. And I kept finding books that, like, weren't out yet. Like, they were going to be released soon, but they weren't out. And I was like, well, this is stupid. And uh, I, I went along with this one, and I was like, oh, my God, this sounds like something Kelsey and I would be so down for on the podcast. And so I sent it to you. And then I think we were also looking for, like, last week's books, but I was like, this one was perfect for next week. Because it it comes out, you know, like it came out at the end of last week, I think. So, yeah, I I have never seen this author before in my life. Um, <laughs> um, Plum Valley Cowboys, the series that I recommended to you, by the way. Okay. Well, if I really love this book, I'll definitely check it out. I I am so excited good. for this book, though, because... Uh, Kelsey, you were the one that recommended me this book. It was another childhood friends to lovers. I think it's by my Katie home. something like you're my home. Yeah, is that it? Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just got these like I love friends to lovers, especially like childhood friends to lovers romance. And when I saw that this, I was like, I need to read it. <laughs> I'm thinking though. Well, okay. I'm not going to compare it to You're My Home because to anyone that hasn't read that book, go fucking read it because you're sleeping. Okay. That it's book was fantastic. fantastic. Um, But this book, I'm just going to go based off the blurb. Seems like it kind of turns into like a second chance. I was um, just thinking that. <laughs> yeah. It looks like it kind of turns into a second chance. Like they were very close as children and then – Lucky leaves because he's just too big for the small town and he comes back. Yeah. Uh, which I can also say that um, I have very high hopes for this book because these are tropes that this author does well. So I'm very excited for that because Here's I am a fan of this author. <laughs> Here's the thing, too. This thing has a really high rating for... Uh, I know it just came out, but it has 561 uh, reviews already, and it still has a 4.8, which is a really high rating for that many reviews. Like, normally, 
you'll get a few that knock down your I'm just so excited to read this book and the reviews say like you know it's gonna make you cry it's so beautiful so I'm so excited to read this me too um okay oh it looks like it's in parts oh I haven't even opened it yet also the cover I just really love the cover how are we supposed to do this? Because there's four fucking parts. Uh, first two parts, second two parts? Yeah, actually, that looks like it would work out perfectly. Okay, so part three, I guess, is where we're coming back? Yeah, because that's at 45%. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay. And then, yeah, so there's four parts. There's quarter, waning, waxing, and blue moon. So it's moon phases looks like yeah i mean it doesn't have like a trigger warning or anything like that no oh yes it does i found it this book contains brief mention of miscarriage and cancer the off-page death of a parent and a side character who has multiple sclerosis please take caution if this subject matter may be triggering for you fuck you that might be slightly triggering for me. I'm still going to read it, but I'm probably going to cry my fucking eyes out. I'm so ready to dive in. Uh, none of those <laughs> are particularly triggering t- to me. Um, so I I have less reservations, but... Uh, just, I have had someone very close to me pass from MS, so it may be a little bit hard for me, but I think I'll be okay. Okay. So... Um, okay. Yeah. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read until part three, not chapter three, part three, and then come back. Pause here. Okay. We're back. Oh my God. I love this book so much. Yeah. I feel like we need to like take a second and acknowledge that every once in a while we find a book that is just truly special and this is one of those books this is on just another level um i mean from the very first chapter i was texting courtney and i was like oh my god like this this book is just truly something special it's so good it's so good it's it's got just enough like uh elegance to the writing, yeah. but it's still modern. And oh my god, it's just the metaphors in here are so great. The foreshadowing, just the characters and the world building and it's it's amazing. I am loving every second of this book. It's like yeah, I mean it's like every second, every sentence like there's been so many times where I'm just like, wow. And she ends every chapter with a punctuation mark. You know what I mean? Like like a like a hard like oh like a, a take notice. The first chapter ended with the firefly was dead. And I was like, oh my God. Like it just it just foreshadowed the entire book. I got full body chills. I had to take a minute. I texted Courtney. I was like, what? Like, what are we getting into here? Like, this is something truly special. And, um, yeah, it's like Jesse Walker level, like, appreciation. 
It's so beautiful. Yeah. So, okay, let's get into the actual story because um, bravo, Emmy Sanders. Like, I was already an Emmy Sanders fan, but wow. Okay, so the actual story, um, basically, they started off as childhood friends. Lucky moved to Nebraska. He didn't want to be there. And Ellis goes to introduce himself to him, kind of. Ellis is neurodivergent and selectively mute. So he barely talks. It's not easy for him when he does talk. And he also has, like, uh, some other, like, little quirks to him. Um, But that's never bothered Lucky, and Lucky has always just seen him. So... They got really, really close um, as kids and then stayed close. Even when Lucky went to college, they started to drift apart a little bit, but they still remained close. And then Lucky got a job, moved to New York, travels the world, taking photographs. And Ellis's mom got sick, so he stayed in Nebraska to take care of her. She has MS. And they... They still talk and they still stayed close, but um, their lives kind of started to drift apart a little bit. And I think that's mainly because they both love each other so much and they're both terrified of letting the other person know. Yeah. Uh, so with Ellis not talking so much, he, he and Lucky have kind of just developed like this bond where Lucky, for the most part, knows exactly what Ellis means. But the problem is, is when they were teenagers, like Ellis had come out uh, fairly young. Um, Lucky had, or sorry, yeah, Lucky had come out fairly young. And Ellis was like, cool, awesome. But he was kind of, he didn't really have an attraction to either or. He didn't really like women. He didn't really like men. He was just kind of like, meh about the whole thing. And so Lucky developed this, like, he was like, he's asexual or a Like, he just doesn't. He doesn't have anything going on as far as that goes. And it started to change for Ellis when they were teenagers, a little bit older. I think it was, what, 16, 17? For Ellis, that changed. Like, Lucky became the only person he was attracted to. But Lucky already had this idea of, like, Ellis isn't attracted to anybody. So... Lucky stayed in that mindset the whole time. And I think there's just a little bit of miscommunication because Ellis would like maybe not say something, but like he was hoping Lucky would know. Yeah. And Lucky didn't get it because he was like, no, there's no way. So uh, flash forward, we're now uh, in the present and Lucky finds out that Ellis agrees to go on a date with a woman from the factory that he works at. And uh, his mom's MS is progressing pretty rapidly at this point. So uh, she ends up leaving the factory and she kind of encourages him to go on this date with this girl. And so he says, yes, it gets back to Lucky through because their parents are friends and everything. So it gets back to Lucky. Lucky decides to come home. He doesn't know what he's going to do, like if he's going to prevent this day from happening or just be there. 
because he's been in love with Ellis for most of his life as well. And as soon as Ellis sees Lucky, like he he knows he's going to cancel the date. It's not going to happen. So he does, but it doesn't get back to Lucky that the date never happened. So right before Lucky leaves the last time, he is talking to Ellis and he says, you know, is there anyone that you've been attracted to? And Ellis says, only one person ever. And Lucky misinterprets that to mean that it's this girl when really it's him. And so he leaves and he's like, well, I have to get over. I have to get over him. And so he's trying to do that by like hooking up with his coworker, his partner that he goes on his jobs with. And getting drunk and like Lucky just basically starts to spiral at this point. And while he's spiraling, Ellis thinks that he's mad because yeah, he. Well, so a few things. So Ellis also has this side business where he like makes these glass like uh, art creations. And he never told Lucky about it because he said it was just it was mine. It was like the one thing that was mine. And so um, Ellis thinks he's mad. And I started tearing up like I. I've just come to accept I'm such a fucking crybaby. No, like, I think that this book just has a really high level of emotion because I was misty eyed basically the entire first half. Yeah. And so like he sends this email that says like, I'm a shitty friend and like, you know, I'm, I'm sorry, like I'll work on it. But at this time, Lucky's already spiraling because he's like, I'm trying to get over Ellis. And then he starts feeling bad. He's like, he sent me an email about me that said he was a shitty friend, but I'm the shitty friend. And then they finally get on a call together and he's like, oh, are you seeing that girl or whatever? And he's like, I never went on a date with her. And so Lucky kind of comes to the realization like, oh, shit, I was wrong this whole time. I have to go home. Well, not just that. He... He asks him, well, who's the one? And then a fucking tornado hits. So, like, the communication stops. He's like, I have to go. And then that's when Lucky's like, oh, fuck. Like, I messed a lot of shit up. Yeah. And now there's a tornado and I can't even talk to him. So, like, yeah, it ended on, like, a cliffhanger. Part two ended on a cliffhanger. This was, oh, my gosh. Just the ride of emotions you can feel the longing and just the pure love and adoration they have for i freaking love this book i cannot give it higher praise so far and we're only halfway in this it's been so artfully done like she has just created a work of art with this book and yes we're only halfway in but like I said, I'm already a fan of hers. So I don't see you being disappointing. Yeah, I'm not I'm not worried about the end, but it is just it's beautiful. And I have enjoyed every book that I've read by her. Um, but this this book is just it's something that's truly special. It's something that it, it it's like Jesse Walker level special. Like anytime we read a Jesse Walker book we're just waxing poetic about how appreciative we are that this book exists and like that's kind of how I feel about this one this book feels like such a labor of love it does it like like every single sentence every single chapter every single you know part of this book the POVs 
the placement of just every word in this book was done with care and done with love. And you can feel that when you're reading it. Yeah. So, so. I'm so ready. <laughs> Me too. Okay. So if you are reading along with us, go ahead and read till the end of the book and come back. Pause here. Okay, we're back. I am obsessed with this book. Yeah, it was really good. It was really, really good. I really especially loved it. Uh, So the epilogue, we've come across this a couple of times, but it's not super common. But the epilogue uh, was from the daughter's perspective, which fucking love that. Um, So you get to see like Luna's perspective. It's like years uh pass they have two kids and she gets her own fireflies yeah it was it was just sweet it was beautiful i love this book it was so good and even the miscommunications happened like very well and the mom didn't die so that was cool yeah she's still alive she's still kicking uh it was the the dad. dad Yeah, so it mentions in the first half that he just kind of, like, picked up and left uh, when Ellis is really young. And so there's not really a whole lot of mention of him. But then in part two, he tries to get in contact with Ellis and is like, oh, hey, I want to get to know you. And Ellis goes, nope, not interested. Never contacts him again. Uh, And then at the end, you kind of find out, like, he died. He was sick, and that's why he was trying to get into contact, which um, I feel like that was handled so well because yeah. you got to see that Ellis felt the feelings like he was grieving, but it was like a really good picture of it like because he's he's like, I don't know this man. You know, I'm not sad he's dead, but I'm still grieving, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, I'm, I'm sad of what could have been. Yeah, so super good yeah emmy sanders is um an incredible author this was just this book was something special yeah you really have to read it and go through the emotions yourself like we can talk about it and talk it up all day long but at the end of the day if you're not reading it it's like you're not going to be able to experience the amazing it would take forever for us to go detail by detail to tell you how good it was yeah it was just it's one of those books that you just feel appreciate, like appreciative that it exists. Yeah, it was a Jesse Walker level book for me. Like as far Absolutely. as emotion goes, like I thought this book was just phenomenal. I don't really even have a lot to say about it because it was just fantastic. Like it, it the level of emotion that it conveyed was top notch. This was top notch writing. You go, Emmy Sanders. For sure. Yes, you have become a one-click author for me. Have you started any of her other books since this? No, not yet. Um, her Plum Valley Cowboy books are very good. I've read them. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check them out, though, because, oh, my gosh. Yeah. This one was so good. It convinced me. I'm a fan of Emmy Sanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We'll go back to part one where I was like, bitch, I've been recommending her to you for a long time now. <laughs> I know. I know. Well, now so I figured good. out for myself. 
Sometimes I know what I'm talking about, Courtney. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I I was already a fan of hers. This book though was just something truly, truly, truly special and amazing. And Chef's Kiss. I don't really have anything else to say because this was what I would consider a perfect book. Absolutely, it's gonna it's one that sticks with you too. So I yeah, I don't really have much else to add as well. Uh, we're not entirely certain what we're doing next week. We have a couple ideas, but we haven't like decided decided on something. I want to do a reread of like one of my favorite series ever, but Courtney didn't really like that series, so we might not do that. And then, but it leads up to a s- new series that came out, so that's why we were thinking about doing that. But I don't know. We don't know what we're doing yet. Well, we'll be surprised together next week. We might just do a fucking standalone, a brand new standalone. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? So, we don't. <laughs> tune in next week for the mystery reveal. Of- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks. Bye.